Hello, welcome to this episode of CalTV, sponsored by Calvary Robotics Advancing Technology. Today, I can't, thrilled isn't even really a great word. We have such a wonderful group joining us today, distinguished guests, uh, particularly around a, a topic that's very near in, uh, to my heart, and it is the Joe Engelberger Award. And our guests today, these distinguished guests, are all recipients of the Joe Engelberger Award. Uh, except for Jeff Bernstein, because he's a future award winner, he's going to also join us from the A3 uh, as the president of the Association for Advancing Automation. So our guest today, there, there's an annual award that's giving out, and, and I like to uh, use an analogy, the analogy of, it's kind of a mix between the Hall of Fame for our industry and I would say the Nobel Prize. In fact, there's only 128 that have been selected historically for this award. And you think about the thousands of people that are involved in our industry and across these four sectors, technology, education, leadership, and application. We have today joining us three uh, of these distinguished recipients of this award. Uh, to give you a little background of these people, Martin Bueller, he's the CTO of Wavemaker Labs. And just and I'm sure he can talk more about that. Wavemaker Labs is a corporate innovation and product development incubator. We also have with us, and a very people know she's one of my heroes, uh, Catherine Morris. She received the award for leadership, and that uh, she's semi-retired now. She was the director of auto sales for ATI many years there, bringing that company from a small company to a global uh, leader in that space. And today she's a consulting specialist helping people and companies connect throughout our industry. So we have technology for Martin, leadership for Catherine, and we also have Rory Cooper. He's the assistant vice chancellor for research for health sciences. And again, near to my heart, STEM collaboration uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. Also has served as the distinguished professor of FISA Foundation for Paralyzed Veterans of, at, at the American Professor. Um, I also want to thank him for that as my son is a veteran. So, and he got the award for applications. Another gentleman was unfortunately due to some conflict of time, was not able to join us, but Hendrik Christensen, he's the director of robotics, distinguished professor from the University of California, San Diego. He is today the co-founder of, Robo of Robust AI, an early stage startup focused on building an industrial strength cognitive platform. And then my final guest here, Jeff Bernstein, I mentioned earlier, he's the president of the Association for Advancing Automation. Jeff has, uh, although he's only uh, 25 years old, has been with the association since 1983. Um, so he, he really started early. Anyway, these are distinguished. I wanna thank you all for being part of this and spending a little time with us and our audience to talk a little bit about the Joe Engelberger Award. Before I go further and, and talk to each of them, I would like that maybe Jeff can give us a little background on the Joe Engelberger Award, what it means and where it came from. Thanks, Joe, and thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with uh, past Engelberger Award winners and to talk about the award. It's one of the most important things that we do in the robotics industry is honor those who have achieved so much. The award dates back to 1977. And in those days, um, Joe Engelberger was very active in selecting the winners. And it makes sense because he is the pioneer of the robotics industry. His company, Unimate, uh, Unimation, you know, launched the first industrial robot application in the world, in the United States, 
1961. So he knew everybody involved in robotics at that time, and he knew who the, the leaders were, and it was great that he was taking a hands-on role in helping us identify people who should win the award. It's grown. Uh, people from all over the world have won this award, not just the U.S., but Japan and Korea and Germany and Italy and France and Switzerland and Sweden and so many places. It's, uh, it's become known, again, globally, as you said, Joe, very much like the Nobel Prize of robotics. And when I call people to tell them they've been selected to win the award, People who've been in this industry a long time are just floored. They can't believe that they've been selected. And I think it's a great testament to how important this award is. Yeah, and again, this is a selection from your peers. And as we talked about, thousands and thousands of people involved in this industry. And to be in this, I say, exclusive group that get this award, I, I tell you, I'm in awe. I get goosebumps when I, I when I meet people like you and talk to you about what that means and, and the contributions you've made. And certainly many have made contributions to be selected among those to get that, that distinguished representation from your peers, I mean, that's just going to be, I mean, spine tingling for you. So I'd like to ask you a little bit, uh, each of you that we have here today, Warrior, let's start with you. What, what was it like when you got that call or that email that said, you know, what did it mean to you to be a recipient of this award? Uh, to me, it was, it was amazing. Uh, as you noted, I mean, it's one of those things that you're kind of shocked and awed when people, uh, when you get the call from Jeff saying that you've, uh, been selected to receive the award. And for me, what was especially, what made it even more special was, um, when I was in the Army, I married a, a young woman from Germany. We've uh, been married for nearly 40 years now. And my award was presented in Munich. And uh, um, her sister literally lived down the street from where the award was presented. So I was able to, um, bring family uh, from Germany with me to the awards presentation. And I, I, you know, it's one of those things that you're, um, if you work in this field, oftentimes your family doesn't quite understand what you do. Uh, and uh, I think uh, uh, they were, um, it was really special for them to, to come to the award ceremony and, and learn a, bit, a little about what I did and what the other recipients of the Engelberger, uh, what their accomplishment for that year it was, it was just, uh, it was really tremendous. And it's interesting that you mentioned it because it still affects my life to this day, right? We, a few years ago, we got a new senior vice chancellor for research. And that was one of the first things he, he, he noticed was you're an Engelberger recipient. It, it certainly gives me chills. Thanks for sharing that with us. And and Catherine, I got to ask you next. You know that you know we've known each other a very very long time, and I, I'm really honored to not only have been have the opportunity to work with you in many uh, committees and certainly in industry, and uh, you've been a, a mentor and a hero to to me as I said through the years. Uh, what was it like for you? Uh, you know, because you were, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, you were actually the first woman to also receive the award in leadership for our industry. And uh, so again, it's an exclusive club as it is that we have this, but you had that additional uh, distinction of being the first woman. I, if I stand corrected, go ahead. But uh, what was it like for you? The first woman in North America. But um, yes, and um, truthfully, to be quite honest, my first reaction was disbelief. 
And to understand a little bit about that, I need to tell you a little bit about my history. So my history was not in robotics, it was not in engineering. Um, I was a high school physical education teacher and coach. I was an athlete um, and I had taught uh, high school physical education for 10 years. I got the opportunity to help out at ATI. I was the mother of two wonderful girls and truthfully, I just needed some time out of the house. <laughs> And uh, Robert Little, the uh, director of sales and marketing at ATI at the time, said, you know, you seem like you would kind of be a good, um, good salesperson, or can you help us out with sales? And so I did that, and really from the first moment that I did my first call, which was a cold call, I felt, found out that I had found my niche. It was just what I was supposed to do. Now, also beneficial to ATI was that they had made the very wise decision to align themselves with RIA. And so wherever and whatever RIA said to do, that's what ATI did. And one of the things that they did was RIA sponsored very um, great networking uh, opportunities at their annual meeting every year. And it was there at that those meetings that I started to meet industry uh, icons like Aki Lindquist and Kevin Osby and um, Craig Jennings and Rich Litt and John Berg and you know Joe Gemma and Dean Elkins and Jeff Bernstein and you know all these people. And surprising to me, in that setting, everybody was so open to letting me be a sponge because like I said, that was not my background. And so I was able to develop these relationships with all these what I call industry icons. They um, led me, they guided me, they mentored me. And then all of a sudden I found myself so enamored with this industry that I really felt like I become the, became the industry's best cheerleader. You know, I felt like I reached out and was able to, uh, as a peer in the industry with other companies, I was able to get them to realize the benefits of uh, membership in the association, not from the association telling them, but from some other small company that it had benefited from RA membership. So for me, it was just um, an unbelievable um, call when Jeff called, um, just to feel like that I was in the same company as some of those people that had mentored me was just truly unbelievable. And, and like Rory said, you know, to this day, it's just um, a designation to be distinguished as an Engelberger Award winner that um, it's just difficult to put into words how um, gratifying it is to have your kind of work on behalf of the industry uh, recognized. It is interesting you say that uh, your background wasn't really a benefit, but in fact, you won the award for leadership. And if you're a good coach, you're a leader. If you're a good coach, you're a mentor. And certainly, so those lessons maybe you got from earlier in your other career actually helped you in this career, because certainly you're a leader. We all looked up to, we all learned from, you're a great leader in our industry and certainly have done more for this industry than, than people recognize. And I, I applaud you as well as so certainly for, to Rory and Martin, what they've done. So, so Martin, let's come to you, Sue. Um, you, you were, you won the award for technology 
And uh, in fact, I think you got the award uh, overseas. You, you received it as, as Rory did. Tell us a little bit about that, what that felt like when Jeff, when you got that email phone call, I'm assuming you made a personal phone call. What was that like? And uh, I'm getting chills talking about it again, but maybe share that with us. Well, it was similar to, uh, I think, everybody's reaction to get such an amazing honor. I mean, I fell off the chair. I, I was flabbergasted. I was speechless. I was, you know, I had to pick my chin off the, off the floor. And, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Bill Townsend who contacted me uh, about being nominated. Uh, and of course, there was a whole process then that involved a lot of people to whom I'm super grateful. Lots of peers that provided letters and, and uh, uh, yeah. So Bill Townsend led the selection team and Henrik, who, who couldn't unfortunately make it, he, he actually nominated me. And, and of course, Jeff, you were, you were leading the whole show there. So thank you for, for your service and, 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 and uh, running that whole process. That was a, a great experience for me. Um, so, and, and, and then actually receiving the award is really hands down the, the, the greatest recognition and, and honor of my professional career. Absolutely. And, and there's a bit of a backstory on that. You know, I, I started in, in academia I was a professor for 12 years at McGill University and had an absolute blast. Um, but in terms of, you know, growing up, I'm a very hands-on, pragmatic person and, and I never really felt I would, would retire in academia. My side was always set on industry and, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and during that whole journey, Joe Engelberg was really an inspiration and he was really my idol even before I, I got the award. So getting this award was, was meaningful in so many ways. And it was also meaningful, like high level in, in terms of uh, marking a milestone in this journey from academia to industry. And it was a really tough one because once you've been in academia for 12 years, getting the street grid, quote unquote, in, in industry, that you can actually deliver real product to real people is not that easy. And, you know, it took me just about the better part of uh, 10 years for that and and uh, and in a way Joe Engelberg has been along that journey uh, in, in spirit uh, with me during that whole time you know in fact funny in a way he was with me from the very beginning when I was born I was born in 1961 which is when he then he clocked in the the year of uh, the age of robotics of course unbeknownst to me at that time uh, at, at that time the greatest honor uh, Chuck, as Chuck Thorpe was saying, was to, uh, to be named by, by your mother, <laughs> which is only uh, higher honor than getting being named uh, to be an Anglo Engelberger award winner. Uh, but anyway, so I found out about Eng uh, Joe Engelberger uh, many years later, 1984, after I came off the proverbial boat from my native Germany and studied at Yale University. And um, a fellow student actually had worked a couple of years with uh, Joe Engelberger at TRC the Transition Research Corporation in Danbury, Connecticut. And he told me all about Joe and I read up, read up about him and I was fascinated by him and, and his accomplishments, his philosophy. And yeah, he became, he became my idol. And his philosophy of, uh, or his being of having really great vision, standing on the shoulders of giants and, but yet being very practical. And also this idea that hey, we got all the technologies we need. Let's, let's build it. We can build it now. And let's just focus on what the need is uh, in, in industry. And he 
totally live that and and you know that's so fit what i aspire to so yeah he was a sort of constant uh, companion in, in in my quest to 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 make that transition hey jeff I, I just realized a thread here all three of them spent time in education that's what we missed our calling them we have to go back into education <laughs> to be among these icons someday <laughs> well thank you for sharing that and uh jeff tell us a little bit about the um the process of getting nominated how does that even work for our audience that might not know what does that look like Anybody can nominate a person for the Engelberger Award. And once they're nominated, their nomination can be considered forever. And that's really interesting because there are times when, because it's almost a lifetime achievement award, that people are nominated early in their career, but aren't given a lot of consideration early on. Maybe somebody identified them as somebody who's really an up-and-comer in the industry, but the people who are looking at it are looking at it from, let's see, let's see what happens over time. And so by the time people win an Engelberger Award, they've been doing something significant, almost in every case, for at least a decade or more. And so that makes the award even more, I think, um, respected. Because this isn't, you know, you did one thing and you win an award for it. This is over time. I'm just going to say, kind of going along with that, and like your your uh, comment about you know, athletes, but you know, just being mentored by that group encouraged me to get more involved in the industry. And so I started out by volunteering with the marketing committee, and then moved to the membership committee, and then was elected to the RA board of, of directors, and and at one point, you know, chaired the RA board. Again, the first woman doing that. But probably the thing that I'm most proud of is that along with the staff, you know, Jeff Bernstein and his team and Dean Elkins at the time, we knew that the old Robot Vision show was a show that was just not going where it needed to be. So I was responsible for the committee after Dean Elkins kind of, you know, started that group but responsible for the committee that really rebranded uh, Robot Vision Show into Automate. And Automate now, now, as we all know, is the uh, you know, best trade show in North America, if not the world. And so I think you know, just um, from the opportunity to be mentored by those great leaders in our industry gave me the confidence to lead. And then, like I said, for some reason, people listen to me <laughs> and I don't I think maybe it was just like a non-threatening voice but very persuasive to join the industry to exhibit at automate but um, also doing that and then also trying to talk to more women to get them into this industry has just been um, it's kind of given me a platform to be able to do that uh, being recognized as an Engelberger award winner and, and Catherine you know it and not I think you know, I believe that's one of the great contributions you had. And and people listened to you because you had a vision. And you could communicate that vision. And people followed you as a leader because they understood the vision and believed in that vision. And that's truly a, a real value you brought in your leadership roles, many of them in our industry, but certainly that one in transforming what was seen as, a, as you say, a, a show around a particular technology and expanded it to automation technologies across the whole spectrum and today it's more dynamic than ever and now it's more and more as you said the automate show is capturing all those technologies and giving a place for it to be displayed 
for the world to come and see and understand and, and communicate with, the, with technology leaders in that space. So again, I, I applaud you along with the rest of the uh, industry for, the, for leading that charge and again, having that vision and, and communicating it to the rest of us. Yeah, so, Jeff, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to add just one thing about the selection process. Martin sort of referred to it. There are committees of peers in the space of each award. So, you know, leadership has people looking at, you know, leadership, but also education, technology, and application. There are people who are looking at that who are peers of the winners in those because they know leaders in those each of these different category. So they, they really are, as I said earlier, they're selected by their peers. Sorry, go ahead, John. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. The It was first a great honor to to, uh, to find out that I was nominated, but then it was a, quite a process. It was a bit of a nail biter because I thought, oh my God, I, I'm competing against all of these amazing people. I, there's no chance in hell I'm going to win this thing. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, it was also great to reach out to all my peers and 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 uh, reconnect with a lot of them to to solicit their input. And you know, lo and behold, it, it worked and it yeah it worked out and it was amazing. To me, one of the things that's exciting is that I I work in in robotic technology for older adults or for people with disabilities, and to see that uh, that the selection committee valued that work, right? That that that. The work and on behalf of people that are often overlooked and not actually thought of as benefiting from robotics technology were viewed as deserving of an Engelberg. So in some ways it was a recognition for the field, right? And again, I, I, I'm sure my audience applauds and thanks you. That that was certainly a great contribution. A, again, all of you, the contributions you made, certainly a great contribution. And, and near and dear to my heart, fortunately my, my son uh, hasn't had any you know traumatic uh, events in his life, but he's a lifetime military person. So a bit of great support of the military is to see you have that kind of effort. And, and again, the STEM thing that you're involved in, and all of us, I'm a, I've been a, a long proponent of that in my career, saying that we should have education, we should have government, we should have industry working together to try to build that the the educational environment around that. And STEM is a leading strategy to make that work. So thank you for your work there also. Well, so Joe, I'm also a veteran. That's that's part of my passion stems from that. So, um, and for those of your audience that don't know, I'm also a person with a disability. I mean, Joe, Jeff has met me before, but I use a wheelchair for uh, mobility, and that sort of uh, was motivation when I saw other people and what robotics could do for them. Great, thank you. So, um, by the way, my wife and I are celebrating 42 years this year, so we're about the same thing, except I'm a lot younger than you. Um, you know, we, we started at five, no, no, no. anyway, um, but I did want to ask you, so what worry, I mean, you'd certainly continue to contribute. What's next for you? What are you working on that our audience might be interested in knowing about? Well, we're, we continue to work in robotics. Um, probably the, to, to, probably we kind of are working as two little bit separate areas here, but one of them is robotics for employment for people with disabilities or to help people. Um, stay employed longer so they don't acquire disabilities. So we've just uh, been working with Amazon on a project to introduce uh, robotic workstations into their um, fulfillment centers in order to keep people working longer and to enable people with disabilities to, uh, to be gainfully employed and fully productive. And then kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, 
we've been working with a company called Next Health on um, what we call the Agile Life Robot. And it's a robotic wheelchair, robotic bed that work together in concert so that people can uh, go from their powered wheelchairs into bed without having to be lifted or even touched by another person. And so um, this would allow, um, well, if I can tell a little story, the, uh, we took this to our local veterans home and the spouse of one of the veterans saw one of the early prototypes and she asked a lot of questions and, and uh, came back about an hour later with her husband's physician and said, um, I'd like one of these for my husband so I can take him home. And he had been in a nursing home for three years. We worked with a company to create one for her and she was able to take her husband home. And um, you know, the ability to get in and out of bed and on and off the toilet and especially think about older spouse with an older person, you know, that that's a that's a limiting factor oftentimes. And not everybody has the help that they need. And so we were able to uh, and we continue to work in that area, expanding the usage and expanding the people that can use this technology, but to allow them to, uh, people to live at home longer with, with dignity. By, by the way, Rory, uh, since you're still involved in education, when Jeff and I go back to school to get our education degrees so we can be in this distinguished group, we're going to take your classes. Right, Jeff? <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, so, Catherine, uh, you know, I know you didn't fully retire, and we're glad you have it as an industry because you've been such a great contribution. What, what are you What are you working on? What do you want to tell our audience that you're you're doing to help? Well, it sounds like I'm older than all of you guys because I taught school for ten years. I was at ATI for twenty six years, so you guys can do the math. And I did retire, um, but I also found out that I really miss the industry. So I've been doing a little bit of consulting and when I feel like it, when it's um, a, you know, a startup or a company that I can help them make connections, a little bit of a coaching in the sales role, like what's important. You know, it's all about relationships. It's all about communication. So it's, I have the best of both worlds. If I feel like working, I work. If I don't feel like working, I don't work. So <laughs> it's really good. But yeah, I, I did uh, fully retire. I, I plan to have a big uh, send off at Automate uh, 2021 and, and we all know what happened to that one but I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at Automate in uh, this year so soon and, and we are envious by the way we hope to we hope to get where you are soon enough in our in our life and going forward and have that balance so we envy we're envious of that uh, Martin so I, I'm sure you're still continue to work on things and contributions what, what are you working on share on with our audience if you would things that uh, you can excite them about Sounds good. Yeah, there's plenty of areas to get excited about. I mean, as you all know, there's so much need for robotics everywhere to the benefit of humankind for all kinds of reasons in all fields. I mean, such a great time to be alive, to be in robotics. Um, specifically at WaveMaker Labs, we have a variety of uh, really cool startups, uh, again, mostly in the agriculture and uh, food space. Two of the companies I want to just uh, call out that are some of the more advanced ones, like one is in in the outdoor mowing space. So we have this uh, startup called Graze Mowing, G-R-A-Z-E, Graze Mowing. And we're developing a completely autonomous, robotic, commercial mower. So, you know, there are already lots of more residentially uh, targeted mowers around that are quite popular, especially in Europe, and they're catching on here in the US as well. 
But this is, uh, we're doing commercial mowing, like large areas uh, with mowing crews. And this is really a very fertile ground for, for robots in part because, you know, for many reasons. One is that the environmental regulations are such that, especially in California, in a couple of years, you won't be able to buy gas powered uh, mowers anymore. So it's a really important thing for the environment and just from a regulatory perspective, you, you gotta go electric. And that also has some benefits besides the, uh, you know, not you know, reducing the, the pollution. Um, it also reduces noise, which is really important because a lot of properties um, are close to where, where humans live. Uh, and plus, it's a lot safer to run these mowers without a person right next to them or on top of them. So it's a really, really good story. And uh, it's something we can do today. You know, the spirit of Engelberger, you know, we got everything we need to make this happen. You know, let's, <laughs> no need to wait. Uh, uh, we don't have to do everything. We don't have to do everything perfectly. It just has to be safe. And there's plenty of areas that, that are ripe for the, for the picking, as they say, uh, commercial mowing. And, and I would agree. The technology today is just absolutely incredible. It's faster and faster and more dynamic than ever. But I can tell you, I'm quite sure all the greenskeepers that are listening in on this in the future will say, we applaud you because you'll save us a lot of uh, resources and capabilities and safety and, and the golf course is all around the world, uh, certainly in California and elsewhere. So thanks for that contribution too. I'm a golfer. Not a really good one, but I'm a golfer. Uh. Yeah, that's that's been the exciting thing with uh with consulting is i've always um it seems like i'm drawn to the companies that i are new to me like i worked with a vision company and artificial intelligence you know things that in my old um, former life as a salesperson at ATI was more in the mechanical world so it's been a lot of um, a, a good education for me to kind of get um introduced and uh, familiar with a lot of these new technologies like you know vision and artificial intelligence the one thing I didn't mention, which is driving, of course, a lot of uh, robotics applications everywhere is labor shortage. I mean, labor shortage, labor shortage, labor shortage, everywhere, <laughs> you know, logistics, food, ag, you know, that, you know, that's, that's a big driver as well, including the commercial mowing. And, that, and that's a global problem. It's not a problem just localized here. It is a growing global problem. Not only labor shortage, I would argue opening up the labor market too, right? Expanding opportunities for people. That's right. The different technologies, it, it raises the, the uh, uh, income capabilities for people too. I, it's a great opportunity. Uh, again, that whole thing we talked about with education and, and helping build that. Uh, Jeff, what's, what's new and exciting at the advanced, uh, Associate for Advancing Automation, or A3 as we like to call it? Well, we've alluded to it a couple of times, Automate 2022 that's coming up in Detroit. June 6th to the 9th, and that's where the Engelberger Awards Ceremony will take place in the U.S. this year on Wednesday evening, June 8th, uh, where we'll announce three winners. And then because we missed last year because of the pandemic, we're going to be in Munich again uh, a few weeks later on June 20th during uh, the International Symposium on Robotics there as part of Automatica. We'll be presenting uh, three more awards uh, this year. So we'll have a total of six winners this year. And uh, that's really exciting because that was more people I could reach out to and more people who were falling off their chairs. So that was, that was really fun. But yeah, right now we're really focused on Automate. It's going to be a fantastic show. As Catherine said, it's grown into the largest automation show in North America. We'll have 
over 500 companies, 250,000 square feet of exhibit space. We expect to have over 20,000 attendees. We'll have a five-day conference with over 1,000 attendees at the conference. This is, you know, all these technologies, as, as each of you have said, are coming together to create all sorts of new applications that don't only just help industry, but help transform our lives and make our lives better. That's really exciting. And that's part of Joe's vision. You know, Engelberger talked about, yeah, it's great what we're doing in manufacturing, but the future is what we can do in the service to people. And that's where we're headed. And that's uh, what's really exciting about the future, not only of the industry, but of the Engelberger yeah, it is. It's absolutely most exciting time, I think, in, in our yeah, world history for so many reasons, but certainly from a technology and automation level, it's dynamic and exciting and glad we're part of it and glad that the, uh, the association will be sharing that through the Automate show for everyone to be able to come to and experience those technologies. So I'd like to, again, uh, thank you all, um, our guests here to, to join us. You know, Martin uh, Bueller, he, again, was the uh, award winner for technology, the CTO of Wavemaker Labs. Uh, Rory Cooper, the, uh, he won the award for applications. Again, many areas that he's contributed, but uh, the assistant vice chair, uh, chancellor, sorry, for research and for health and sciences and the STEM collaboration, University of Pittsburgh. And Catherine Morris, my dear friend and semi-retired uh, specialist in helping us uh, connect through the industry. Uh, thank you again for joining in, Jeff. Of course, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks for helping us put this together and have these distinguished people. Uh, I, I do want autographed pictures of all of you that I can hang in my office, so please keep that in mind next time I see you. Again, thank you all uh, for being part of this. Really appreciate you joining the CalTV episode. We'll be airing this, and you certainly uh, were great contributions to this. Thanks for your time. Thanks Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for including me. Thank you.